You're listening to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Enjoy. If I don't innovate, somebody else will. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. You are acting like we are engaged in some kind of mad science. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? Bigger, scarier, um, cooler, I believe is the word that you use here. Memo. Any incidents? Yeah, six kids in the lost and found, uh, 28 down with heat stroke. All of this exists because of me. Just like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Hello everybody, it is Tom back here again today, and today we have a special bonus episode for you. So today, uh, we are playing back the audio from when I visited the Funko Europe offices up in London. I had an absolutely awesome day, I got some fantastic goodies which you've already seen reviewed on the channel, and it was just overall a really, really fun experience. Um, it was super cool seeing how creative the Funko office space is, you really get a lot of vibrance and character from it, and it's the kind of workspace I would love to work within, and it was also really, really nice getting to see a lot of the different products that Funko do up close and personal. Um, there are definitely a wide variety of products out there, some of which you'll see mentioned in the article we've already published, so it is really, really cool, um, I suppose, to head up there and actually get a proper look at everything and what's going on. As with everything else Funko related we've done, I have to say a massive, massive thank you to Charlotte at Funko Europe. She has been absolutely fantastic in helping us make reviews for you guys possible, supporting us with information for articles, and now making this podcast section possible. It has honestly been such a delight working with her, and I'm really, really excited to work closely with Funko to see what else they bring out that we can bring to you guys. It has honestly been an absolute blast. Charlotte, if you're listening to this, which I know you will be, thank you so much for being not only an awesome representative of Funko in terms of working with you but thank you for also being an awesome Jurassic fan it's been really really fun getting to chat with you about a franchise that we both love with that all said and done guys I'm not going to say any more I'm going to let you jump straight into the episode and I hope you enjoy my on-site audio from my visit to Funko's HQ in London let's jump straight into it guys hello everybody and welcome to another section of the Innovation Centre here on the Jurassic Park podcast. You're here with me, Tom, and today we are in Hammersmith at Funko's offices for Funko Europe, and we have a special guest with us, Charlotte. Would you like to say hello to everyone? Hello. Okay, so my name is Charlotte, and I'm working with the Funko Europe team on the social media channels and a little bit marketing as well. Cool, so there you go. That's what Charlotte does with Funko. We've got a bunch of different Jurassic-related questions. You guys will remember I asked you for them. So we're going to kind of go over those and discuss the line a little bit. So, shall we go for our first question? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Okay, so obviously we've seen the first wave of Jurassic Park 25th anniversary pops. Yeah. And out of all the different ones we've got, who is your favourite and why? Okay, well, you're, not gonna, you're, you're definitely going to know the answer to this already, but... Obviously, it's a wonderful injured Ian Malcolm pop. It's fantastic. Shouldn't have to explain why, but it is wonderful. Would you it's like such to a good, share iconic what we have yeah, I mean, here on the paper? Technically, it is referred to as sexy Jeff. I'm calling it that. I'm pretty sure everyone else is calling it that. It's a beautiful specimen. What it a wonderful is very figure. good, yeah. And I don't know if that's even like just 
maybe that's an official Funko stance, I don't know, but for my personal opinion, Sexy Jeff is a wonderful figure. I think Jeff Goldblum would appreciate that being the official stance, to be I, honest. I, I would hope so, yeah, and I mean, he did that feature on TV the other day in the States, didn't he, where yeah. he was marvelling at it, and, you know, the chiselled chest and everything else, you know, you can't go wrong, it's a good figure, good representation, I think. I would agree with that, I'm excited to get my hands on one. Okay, so, next up, I said, and this is a bit of a wordy question, because that's just how I roll. Um, if you could see one other Jurassic character immortalised in pop form, who would you choose and why? Okay, again, obvious answer. Any other Ian Malcolm are always winners, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But then I would also really like to see a range from the first Jurassic World film, and just to see a few more dinosaurs, because I think, you know, just the way they look in pop form is really interesting. Yeah. The detail, it just transfers really well the look and feel of pop i think so that's something i'd definitely like to see more of i think an ankylosaurus could be quite cool mm, yeah it'd be very like bumpy and funky yeah and and i think that detail details. comes out really nicely like yeah. on the um like the tyrannosaurus you've got that sort of like bumpy yeah it's quite scaled texture. which is cool yeah, yeah yeah i think so cool okay so we've also seen the jurassic world fallen kingdom pops revealed at new york toy fair uh so these are owen claire and also blue so I was wondering, do we have a rough release window for when this next set will be hitting shelves? So from the European side of things, I know the States usually get things a little bit earlier yeah. than us. Um, from Europe, we're sort of expecting kind of a May-June timetable. Again, that's dependent on the retailer, but that's kind of what we're looking at okay. at the moment. Um, so there's no set release date, but generally around that time in sort of the summer. Um, if you're following us on our social channels, so we have a Facebook, we have Twitter and Instagram, or under Funko Europe, we try to keep those updates fairly regular with you guys, so once we know more about that, we'll let you know. If you are super keen, though, you can pre-order some of these already from Forbidden Planet International, so if you just want to make sure you've got some of those in the bag, you can order those already. That is a very good shout. I see you guys doing a lot of work with Forbidden Planet as well, yeah, and I think yeah. they're great because they have such a diverse amount of pop culture kind of merchandise mm, yeah, in there. They really one. embrace that kind of yeah. pop culture life, so uh, yeah, they, they're like a really good fit for our product. Cool, and it's nice to see it. It's coming out around the time of the film as well, so we can yeah. take our little characters to the film oh, when we please, go and see please it. please take your characters to the film. <laughs> I mean, don't take pictures in the screen because then you'll get in trouble. I used to work at a cinema, I have to say <laughs> it. But, um, you know, like we love seeing pictures of everyone's pop and all those weird and wonderful setups everyone does anyway because it's really fun. But, you know, make sure you guys, if you do end up taking any pictures of them, do make sure you tag us in them because we'd love to see them. We'd love to see your little dinosaurs going on a trip to the cinema. That would I like be awesome. this. Let's take them on trips all across the country. Yeah, let's, let's go let's to anywhere it. and everywhere. Let's make it happen. That would be awesome. I might actually have to go back to the filming locations and take them oh, with me. Oh, yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. That would look awesome. That is something to add to my to-do list Yay. for the summer. Cool. Okay, so wave one of the Jurassic Park 25th anniversary pops gives us many iconic characters, and there's definitely space for a few more. Do you think we could expect any more Jurassic Park 25th anniversary merchandise in the future? That's such a mouthful. But... No, yeah. You got it out, you did it. <laughs> I, I would have stumbled there. over my words really quickly. <laughs> but um, nothing confirmed in the pipeline yet, but never say never. And to put it into perspective a little bit, from a Funko side of things, on average we produce about, well, we're developing about 50 new products every week. So the scale of that is obviously huge yeah so the chances is yeah so the chances of more products like you know we're, we're constantly putting stuff out there yeah. you know clearly there's a demand for those jurassic park and jurassic world related products so fingers crossed cool i'll be keeping my fingers crossed if you're listening to this guys just start praying share photos of your jurassic <laughs> park pops show these guys how much you love this line okay so 
think that kind of covers... Yeah, that would kind of refer to products from the other films as well, wouldn't yeah, it? It's obviously yeah. nothing confirmed, but there could be stuff in the works, and it's yeah. just really keeping an eye on things, yeah. Cool. Okay, so another thing people asked was, could we potentially see a 10-inch pop in the future? And I kind of feel like we're going to be going along the same track for a little yeah. bit here, but it's just obviously a lot of different stuff is in the works, so... Yeah, yeah. or I am crossing my fingers because I... I want more 10-inch pops. They look fantastic. Yeah. They look really good in real life. I've got a 10-inch um, Porg on my desk at the minute, which is my pride and joy. I'm going to go I think and see that would it work. after yeah, we recording. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, I think that would work really well with all of that sort of Jurassic Park. Like, just having a massive dinosaur would be amazing. So, Ooh. fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Awesome. And then it would make for some really cool photos, like the one you did with the T-Rex and Dr. Yes, Grant. Yes, Where you can get a real sense of scale from it, which would mm, be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I know a lot of people were asking when the, I was about to say Ellie Grant, when the <laughs> Ellie Sattler, there we go, totally showing myself as a real fan right now, um, <laughs> Pop Ride was revealed, if there is any chance that she could be an individual release in the future. Again, nothing set in stone, but fingers crossed. But the other thing that's worth mentioning as well is, on your guys' side, whether you're in Europe or whether you're in the States, it's really good for us for you to vocalise these things. If you tell us what you want to see... The more people who say it, the more chance there are of it happening, cool. to be honest. So, you know, um, we really we develop a lot of those products based on that audience feedback and what you guys want. So if that's what you want to see, just keep letting us know. Yeah, so obviously with other things as well, a lot of the questions from you guys were kind of, really, will we see different things from different films in the future? Will there be chase variants? Mm-hmm. With anything like that, Charlotte can't really say much because it will just be the same answer. So if you want to see that stuff, really make sure you're buying this first wave of products, you're showing support for it, and you're saying what you want to see in the future. Because if all of us as fans come together and say, hey, maybe we want, I don't know, Donald Gennaro from Jurassic Park or another character from Jurassic Park, my mind has gone completely blank. (laughs) If we say we would like that and if there's the demand for it, then the chances are it could get made. So that's important to kind of remember. And I think the other thing to remember as well is that you know, such a large chunk of the people who work at Funko, whether that, again, whether that's from Europe or the States, we're all massive fans of all things pop culture. So, you know, we're not just going out making this product because we know you guys want it. Half the reason is because we want it too. So, you know, don't worry. We are thinking of you fans and we're fans as well. Um, chances are we probably all want to see more Jurassic Park as well. I know I certainly do. Cool. I think that goes without saying though. Yeah, that's always good to hear, though. I know there have been many geeky emails between us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fanning out about Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's always good, though. Okay, so an interesting question that I actually had was, Mm -hmm. what is the process that you would go through between acquiring a license and then releasing the product from that license? Okay, yeah, so this is quite an interesting one, actually. There was, um, I'll ping you over a link, actually, because it might be something worth sharing with your followers. I know there was someone who did sort of, an article that was about that process to get that really in-depth side but um, which is worth reading because it's interesting to hear that process but um, the way it works at the moment is once that license has been acquired and we've had those chats with the licensor about the product at that point it then goes to our production design team so they're all based in the states um, from like a pop and all of those figures and so they start you know working their magic and working on those designs you know making sure that that really represents the character it looks like the character but it's also got that fun factor that pop has um so they start with those initial sketches and then they start sculpting it adding on the colors and at that point you know you get to the testing stage the packaging comes in there's a lot of testing in terms of you know they make those initial molds they do initial hand painted ones where they just make sure that that looks okay yeah those all then go to the licensor for approval so once funko's happy and once the licensor's happy 
at that point everything is given the go ahead and then again it's testing so it's just making sure that that product looks okay there's no design flaws it's not going to fall over you know like making sure that everything's working okay it fits nicely with the packaging then it will go to the factories and everything starts getting produced and that's when it starts cool. landing in stores awesome mm. so it's quite a kind of very design focused process which mm. is good to see yeah. one thing i was interested in as well actually is mm. obviously i came and saw you guys at london mm. toy fair i was yes. about to say i just came and saw you at london no that's what i'm doing today you just wandered around yeah, you just found just, us you yeah. just found us i was like hey guys um how much of like the feedback you get there is influenced as well and um, that's always really helpful for us and you know as well as doing those consumer shows like toy fair we also do a lot of stuff with you know from a London side of things, we do London Comic Con, which is in May and October, and we're going to be at that in May. Um, it's always really handy for us to get feedback at those shows, and I think actually just, you know, being able to have those conversations with fans is really helpful. I know from my side, on the social media side of things, you know, when we do get a lot of requests in for licenses that people want to see or products that people want to see, that does get passed on to our licensing team. So, you know, we, we do always listen to that feedback, and it's really important for us to get that, because that's when we can get these things out and we can get these things made. Cool. So we've kind of covered everyone's questions because obviously, like we were saying, a lot of what you guys have asked is to do with products that either we can't discuss at this moment in time, they might come in the future, you know, everything like that. Obviously, Charlotte can tease us a little bit here and there with what might be coming, but it's really hard to kind of have a discussion about stuff that may or may not be in the pipelines. So with that in mind, we've just been having a discussion and we're going to backtrack a little bit. Um, Charlotte, would you like to explain a little bit more about Funko Europe and how you guys are different to the state side? Yeah, so, um, so the way it works at the moment is stuff like your pop vinyl, your rock candy, your mystery minis, all of those products, they're developed in the States and then they come over to us. But um, previously we were a company called Underground Toys who were acquired by Funko and we still do a little bit of the stuff that we did with them as well. So as well as the stuff like the pop vinyl that everyone knows, we also do a homewares range, which covers things like Star Wars and Marvel and a little bit of DC. And we've got lots of exciting new ones coming out as well. So we've got some classic Disney ones coming soon, which look really nice. And also others that I couldn't possibly tell you about. But um, there's lots more stuff coming from that side of things. We also do our own plush range as well. But, you know, like it, it does branch outside of that initial toy market as well. So we cover a little bit of both and we work quite closely with the States. But, you know, relatively speaking... As Funko Europe, we're still very, very young. We're very much still in our infancy. So a lot of this stuff is taking a little bit longer. So, you know, I get that people are, you know, you can get frustrated that sometimes we don't, don't get stuff as quickly as the States does. But that's something we are working on. So hopefully you'll start seeing stuff in stores a little bit quicker. But we're excited to just get as much Funko stuff as we can over yeah. to you guys. Because you, you've seen our show and there's so much product. So much it product. Is, honestly, guys, I'm going to be writing up a little article to go alongside this. And just the amount of different licenses and the amount of different products that these guys make is honestly, I'm just taken back by it, where it's hard to kind of express how much there is. And I suppose that kind of leads mostly for you mm. as a marketer and working with social media. How do you kind of like decide what licenses you want to focus on when? I try to do a little bit of everything where possible. I may sometimes be a little bit biased because there are things that are my <laughs> favourites. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And whenever anything Twin Peaks crops up, that's because I've been like, oh, let's put some of that in. But, um, you know, a lot of it as well will work into things like when we have got new and upcoming releases. That yeah. We obviously want to make sure that the fans are aware that those are coming very soon. But we also tie, tie a lot of things in with films, like when the film's coming out. 
if there's a new TV show coming out or like some kind of re-release, like any of those kind of events are really important. But from the social media side, we also try to try to stay in the loop with you know important fan events. So obviously things like Jurassic Park, the 25th anniversary is really important. But um, we try to get involved in lots of other fun little days as well. So I'm currently trying to think of a way I can do some stuff for Shark Week because that's awesome and sharks are amazing. But um, yeah, we just really want to stay in with those kind of pop culture events. But you know, the obvious ones being like, um, you know, May the Fourth and things like yeah. that are all really fun as well. But um, yeah, a lot of it we just want to be making sure it lines up with that pop culture stuff and when it's happening. And also demand as well. If people are really into a certain product, then we'll talk about that more. Obviously, yeah. at the moment, Jurassic Park the stuff is doing really well. Everyone's really excited about it, as they should be. So we're posting a lot of content about that, and we're seeing some really nice uh, images and things sent in to us by some of the firms. It's really exciting. But um, you know, knowing that demand is always really helpful, not just in producing products, but also what we do share with you guys. So if you want to see more of certain things, just let us know. Always happy to cater to that. I think for Shark Week, the Moser Tour. Just throwing that idea just, out there. Just casually drop Sliding that one in. in. Yeah, yeah. Just, just drop it in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be something cool to do. So yeah, that would be cool. I'm trying to kind of think of where I could take this now. I suppose just generally as a Jurassic fan, mm. what are you looking forward to about Fallen Kingdom? Again, I think my answer is going to be a little bit obvious because we know who is in the trailer. <laughs> Life cannot be contained. Oh, I'm so excited. But um, I'm, I'm just pretty excited to see Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in it again as well. I really like their dynamic in the first film, and I just thought they were really interesting, fun characters. Um, and I'm really just praying we get some kind of awesome scene with Chris Pratt and his dinos on his bike, because that would be awesome. I really love that for the first one. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm excited all around. I think it's going to be a good fun film, and I want to see Good. where it's gone from the first one. Are you planning on doing the midnight release at all? Oh, it depends when it falls because I always get really tired. And I, I made a bit of a uh, big series of the last midnight release I went to. I was um, supposed to be seeing a new Star Wars film at the midnight release. Okay. And anyone who knows me will know I'm like a massive Star Wars fan. And I was very excited for The Last Jedi. I don't really know what happened if I was just very overworked and a little bit confused, <laughs> but I'd, I'd gone out with some friends for the evening. We were having a lovely time and I was sort of leisurely making my way home from London. And I got this email saying, you know, like, don't forget Star Wars is tonight. And I was like, hang on, but I thought it was tomorrow. And I've got my days entirely wrong. So I had to, you know, quickly hurriedly ring my boyfriend and we had to like run to the cinema. So I had no preparation for this midnight screen. I hadn't got any extra sleep. I had to go into work the next day. I didn't get home till like four in the morning and then I had to get up at six. It's, you can imagine I was in an absolute state. But hopefully, if I can get to a midnight screening and maybe like have like a little pre nap beforehand, maybe I can do it this time. But um, yeah, maybe my age is showing now. I can't stay up as late as I used to be able to. It's okay. I don't know if you know, but I'm the baby of our podcast. Oh, so you're there the is like that difference there. Oh. Yeah. Little yeah, but, um, I'm still very much like, yeah, midnight release, whoa, yeah. whoa. I used to be able to do them, but I've, yeah, I've got to that point now where I'm like, oh, I could just go to bed at eight o'clock, that would be lovely. <laughs> and like my younger self is like, oh, what's wrong with it? Get up till five in the morning. But um, yeah, no, midnight releases are really fun as well because you get that sort of, you know, the really excitable audience and everyone's really hyped and it's just like the just the mood and atmosphere is really fun. Yeah. Um, and because I did used to work at a cinema, that sort of stuff, I, I, I really enjoy it. I'm currently uh, trying to pressure everyone in the office to do some dress-up days because that's something I've that done at my previous so cool. jobs for like key releases. 
I just want any excuse <laughs> to get everyone in like, like fun Marvel costumes. Yeah, you so. were saying, what was it that you and your partner did? I think uh, Batman and... Yeah, oh, was it? I, I've done a, I did a female Captain America costume once, and I've done a Star-Lord one another time as well. Sadly, I didn't get to do any dance-offs with anyone. <laughs> like, I couldn't persuade any strangers to do dance-offs with me, which was unfortunate. But, um, you yeah, know, I, I just want to get everyone dressed up for the next Star Wars film, if I'm yeah. honest. I'm just... Hoping I can push that. That would be cool um, to see. Yeah. It would be cool to see it going out on your social media as well. Yeah, I think everyone it'd be fun. in the office in like Jedi robes. That's what I'm aiming for. That's my long-term goal. That would be. That would be a really cool way of doing like a meet the staff style thing as well. Because you'd mm. have everyone just pull their hood down. Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, you give me so many ideas. They're gonna and hate me now. Yeah, That's maybe it. I can I'm not coming back it. again. I'm doing a meet the staff, but you've got to dress up for it. But not as like yourself. That would be awesome. Good. Nah. When everyone's like, why are you doing this? Where's it come from? Just being like, that one guy who visited <laughs> those months back, just, it was yeah. him who suggested it, blame him. Not my fault, not my fault, <laughs> not my idea. I'll get a letter in the post like, banned from unit one in <laughs> Hammersmith. I forgot where we are for a second then. You can tell I'm really Close like, enough, but you got Hammersmith, right? That's I did, I got that. Rough, rough correct area, yeah, that's good. Yeah. We're in London, you made it here, you didn't I get did. too lost. I did good. Know. I did nearly phone you at one point, so I can't find it. And then I walked around the corner and was like, oh, that says Funko. So yeah, every, was, yeah, everyone always gets lost on the way here. But um, yeah, it's been good having you in. Yeah, yeah It's always good fun. to meet the fans. And again, from your guys' side as well, any questions you have, just make sure you ping those over to us on social media. We always love to hear your thoughts about ranges, whether that's Jurassic Park or Jurassic World or literally anything else. Always keen to hear what you guys think. And I just like nattering to fans on a personal <laughs> note. I love talking to other people who like the same weird and wonderful pop culture things as me. So, let's talk about And obviously I'm always going for a Jeff Goldblum-related discussion, which I think goes okay. without saying. So, I'm going to ask you a question here mm-hmm. that the Jurassic Unicast boys usually ask people. I think they've asked me it before yeah. on their pop quiz section, okay. in which case. Do you prefer Jurassic Parky and Malcolm? Or Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Ian Malcolm, and why? I think Jurassic Park, Ian Malcolm. Because yeah. of that one because, scene? Because of that one scene. <laughs> I mean, should I, do I really need to explain this? This and, is and an R rated episode quotes, of yeah. the Jurassic Park podcast. And, and that whole, you know, life finds a way. Like, uh, it's very iconic. It's just yeah. such a good quote um, and just such a magical, wonderful scene. Yeah, yeah and, and it's the thing that started it all. So, you know, you. Go wrong with the classics, can you? No, that is very um, true. Yeah, you know, I kind of want to do like a little um, Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World rewatch before the film, but I always say I want to do this before a film comes out, and then, and then it's the day before, and I haven't watched any of them. But here's hoping I can. I've done that find with the Marvel way. films. I was meant to watch oh, them, and I'm so now many. like, yeah, so many I'm now like, Infinity on. Wars out next month. I've not watched anything. Oh my god. <laughs> And what didn't help was they kept pushing that date forward and forward, yeah. so you had even less time to I do really I nearly watches. booked in the wrong date the other day. I've not oh. booked yet, but I was looking at it and I was like, it's out on the 26th, it's out on the 26th. And then an advert came out with the 25th and I was like, what? Oh no. I really want that to happen with Fallen Kingdom, though. If that got pushed oh, forward, I would be that, quite yeah, happy. Yeah, everyone would be happy. But um, I know all of our staff are going to the um, Infinity War yeah. together, I think, on that first day it comes. Well, that would be so, really yeah. awesome. Yeah. And we all went to see The Last Jedi as well, but oh, nice. by that time I think I'd already seen it like, twice, <laughs> which is quite tame for me. I have a habit of seeing Star Wars films way more times than anyone naturally should see them. Yeah. I think I did nine for Rogue One. I did Jurassic World four times. Yeah, and okay. it's a nice rounded number. Yeah, that's good. Like, four's a good, like, cut-off point. Um, yeah, I think I did nine for Rogue One and 
I think I saw The Force Awakens seven or eight times. That was slightly less because I was still working at a cinema then, so yeah. I was having to work while seeing it. But I don't get as many in now because I don't get free tickets anymore. Yeah. So it's not quite the same. And I get too tired. But um, yeah, no, hopefully I'll get a chance to see Fallen Kingdom a couple of times. And yeah, I want to aim to try and see it as soon as physically possible because I yeah. don't want any of those spoilers. No, Naturally, when you work true. in social media, you have to be. Yeah really on it to make sure you don't get spoiled in anything because you're on the internet all day and yeah. you can't avoid it so and if you just end up going down one rabbit hole or something like oh, that you end up yeah. finding stuff you don't yeah. want and often spoilers come up in reviews when they don't necessarily say there's going to be a spoiler yeah. you try your hardest to avoid them and it always happens so fingers crossed um, that is why with any segments i do like the location visit i was telling you about earlier mm. i put a spoiler tag in it because we are literally just talking about what has been seen filming mm. but that could still be a spoiler for some people yeah, so i think yeah. it's important to make sure you have that kind of distinction yeah i mean so many people like to go in blind like i have friends who they won't eat, they'll watch like the first trailer um, of a film yeah and that's it and they won't watch anything else because they want to go in with that really kind of like fresh knowing very little experience which yeah. is it, understandable so you know sometimes people don't want to know what that behind the scenes stuff is they don't want to know what the trailers are but i think it's really interesting to see different sides of yeah. that and, you know it, it's always important to try and make sure that Keep that information hush-hush. Yeah. People like me who uh, maybe don't get a chance to see the midnight screenings of things and have to go into work the next day and hope the film doesn't get pulled. So I need to make a note, do not email Charlotte the second after I Charlotte. see the oh midnight launch. Oh my god, launch. I can't believe this happened to <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. No. Yeah, yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep a mental note. Um, I was going to say, did you see like kind of all the... I suppose Jurassic World was an example of that done extremely. And I think it had something like 20 different TV spots released in addition yeah, to the trailers. Yeah, it didn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely didn't see all 20 TV spots, um, which is good. I definitely saw all of the trailers. But um, yeah, it really seems to depend on the film, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, that is But then, true. yeah, there are, you know, like there's quite a lot of TV spots and trailers out for Infinity War, but even then, there's, I, I feel like I don't, it's not that I know nothing, but you still feel like you're going to go in and that like all of it was very cheesy, wasn't it? Like, yeah, for sure. You're not getting anything really no, concrete other than you know just Thanos is gonna be there and yeah. he's gonna be a villain and that's about all you really know, which is nice because you you still got that hype for it without you know all that information being thrown at you. So I'm, I'm still excited for Infinity War. I am super excited. I mean, you saw my comment on the photo you did with the gauntlet. I yeah. was like, oh, oh. my gosh. So, yeah. So Guys are going to be getting a lot of my money when it comes to Infinity War as well. Just take my money. Take yeah. it all. No, Funko's ruined me too and I work here, so you can imagine, you can yeah. imagine how bad that is. Come see my desk. My desk is a little it bit is, chaotic. I wish my desk at work was like it. My desk at work at the moment is a broken computer. Uh, yeah. At least my computer works. That's true. <laughs> I have got a nice desk to Jeff find a place <laughs> right in the middle next to the screen so you know if I'm ever having a bad day I can just glance at Jess and yeah. everything's gonna be okay. like that. So obviously you're a very big Jeff Goldblum fan. Yeah. In terms of his film that you've seen, which character he's played is your favourite? That, that is a tough one because obviously I'm really keen on Ian Malcolm but um, actually I am really excited to see um, Isle of Dogs. He does a voice in that and it's Wes Anderson. I've enjoyed the little bits he's done in Wes Anderson films quite a lot, actually. All those characters are usually pretty fun. Um, more recently, I really enjoyed him as the Grandmaster in Paul Ragnarok. That was a lot of fun. 
you could just tell he was basically being himself. When he, he was, was just being I, I mean, everyone yeah. in that film was clearly just having such a fun old time, yeah. which was great. Um, yeah, I did really enjoy that. I don't know if I could pick a favourite, but they're some of the highlights, I would Ooh. say. Yeah, but, what yeah. would you say is your favourite Jeff Goldblum pop? Oh, that's obvious. Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd have to think about it. Uh, no, <laughs> of course I don't. That's obvious. Obviously, it's, yeah. It's got me injured, Malcolm. Good have old you injured considered Malcolm. trying to swap the Grandmaster's head onto injured Malcolm? Oh, I probably could, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's then you funny. get him with like his eyeliner on, but also the open shirt, so you get the best oh, of both worlds. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. I mean, if I could find a way to recreate, you know, where. People have done that amazing gif where they've had that scene but then superimposed Alan Grant just having a little listen. If that could exist in a pop form, oh I mean, we'd God. be onto a winner, wouldn't we? It just be, would be well, amazing. I have plans for a photo shop job now. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. make it happen. Let's That's make it. it happen, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure Jeff and I'm sure Sam would approve. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally, honestly, that photo I think sums up Jurassic Park beautifully. Yeah. We did a nice competition on uh, Twitter a while ago where I was giving away, I think it was a Grandmaster Pop actually, yeah. um, and I wanted everyone to send in their favourite uh, Jeff Goldblum gifts, which obviously was in no relation to me just wanting to see them on a Friday afternoon, but oh, some of the stuff was delightful. Actually. I can imagine. Some real yeah. magical stuff in there. A lot of but, Jurassic Park? Oh, a lot. Yeah, Good. a lot. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it was great. Once of his uh, head superimposed onto various dinosaurs was really quite fun. I think that was one of the winners in the end. Um, yeah. So obviously we spoke a lot about Jurassic Park, but you do do a lot of licenses like we touched on earlier. So mm. do you have any licenses that for you personally are your favourites? Yeah, I've definitely got some favourites. Although I do love Jurassic Park Live, I do love it. <laughs> but my other, you know, I don't need to talk about that, do I? I think we know that. But um, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a massive Twin Peaks fan, so, you know, I'm pretty sure I probably did cry when I saw that, you know, this is before I worked for Funko, that Funko were doing a Twin Peaks line, my favourite thing. Um, but also, I'm a big collector of Star Wars pop, I was cool. before I worked here as well. I don't, I'm not one of these people who has to have everything, which is probably a good thing, because it's a huge line, but um, I'm a bit of a um, hardcore Kylo Ren fan, yeah. so anything Kylo Ren. You done a show of us, Kylo Ren. Yeah. No, but please, can someone make it happen? <laughs> we just need to make it. I mean, maybe I should swap the Kylo Ren head with the. You could do. To be fair, they both wear black costumes. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it could work. Yeah. It could work. Yeah. Um, huge Kylo Ren fan here. Love him. Wonderful. Um, yeah, and obviously Porgs. I mean, who doesn't love Porgs? That's true. I think if people are saying they don't love Porgs, I feel like they might be lying or they're just in denial because they're wonderful. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, I did sort of descend into like full bone pork mania in the lead up to the Last Jedi, and we did a uh, take your pork to work day thing with the oh states. Oh Went t- around and took some wonderful photos of them, like you know, having office meetings and drinking coffee in the kitchen. <laughs> I was getting all these weird stares, but honestly, I think everyone in the office is used to me doing these weird photo shoots by now. So that is like me and my job. I just <laughs> pop up places with a camera, and people arrive for like, "What's he doing?" Or, "Oh my god, he's taking photos of me again." <laughs> literally sums up their job. Yeah, every now and again I have to pressure people in. <laughs> but in, in like a friendly, supportive colleague kind of way, not in a real pressure kind of way, but um, we did some pictures yesterday because we're running a competition on Twitter and Instagram at the minute, it's a Star Wars one, so we're giving away a few uh, 
nice bundles of some exclusive Star Wars products and some really fun stuff in there. Um, and the competition is we want our fans to recreate a scene from Star Wars with a pop, but also in some way with themselves. Not necessarily the whole of them to be in it, we've got some people who just used their hands in there, but we want to see those scenes and we've had some really great entries so far and we also, um, you know, I've persuaded some people to give it a go in the office a few days ago and we shared those on our Instagram so we recreated the uh, heartbreaking scene from The Force Awakens which I won't spoil just on the off chance someone I feel like everyone's seen it by I now but you know, know just in case yeah I'll show you the video <laughs> later it was um I want to say it looked a little bit amateur because <laughs> you know there were hands involved and you know we got a little bit creative with it but that was a lot of fun so you know do you I have don't. any voice acting in it no, we don't. We did it quietly because it was difficult enough to get it all right without yeah. the voice and stuff. I thought this is going to get way too complicated <laughs> if we have to start doing voices. But um, yeah, no, we, we certainly don't take life too seriously in this office. And, uh, it's always good to hit and makes working easier, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not just saying this because there's a, you know, an audio recording. I do really like my job. I, I mean, I love Funko anyway, but you know, it's a fun brand. We've got some really passionate pop culture fans here, and you know, I do think the products we produce are so much fun yeah. and it's a lot of fun to work with and we've got a really nice passionate group of fans like they're all just really hyped for the products they're, you know they're so inspired they're so creative as well yeah. it's just lovely seeing some of the stuff that fans produce whether that's just them making their own customs or going out and taking photos or doing little videos of it we've seen some really great stuff with fans so it's just really nice to see you know how fans take that product product and then just make it something yeah. entirely fantastic nice seeing how it's received as well yeah Enjoying it yeah, yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting. Cool, I think that is quite a nice positive note to leave yeah. things on. Oh. Yeah, I think that would be a nice place to end things. Was there anything else you wanted to say um, to people missing it? Don't think so, no. But um, yeah, any any questions or, you know, any just kind of general chit chat, throw it our way on the Funko Europe channels and we'd be happy to have a little yeah. note with you. And here's hoping for more Jurassic Park related fun soon. Yeah, and did you want to just remind everyone where they can find you on your social media? Uh, so we are on currently we are on Facebook as Funko Europe, Twitter as Funko Europe, and Instagram a little bit of a tweak Funko underscore Europe. But um, yeah, we try to keep those channels updated with news of when exclusives are coming out and new products, and you know from an Instagram side and a Twitter side a little bit as well. We like sharing those photos you guys do and the stuff you guys come up with. So. Yeah, we're always happy to see what you guys are up to and keep you up to date with all things Funko. Cool, well thank you for your time today Charlotte, it's been no a lot worries. of fun. Yeah, it's been and good, thanks for I'm excited for getting this episode out. Yay, awesome. Cool, Thanks right. guys. Thanks everyone, catch you later. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.